This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Jubes. Isabel Jubes. Bienvenidos. Atenea Americana. Welcome. Bienvenidos. From Stanford to the world. Today in Atenea Americana, we're talking with Cecilia Violeta Lopez. She is an opera singer of Mexican descent, originally from Idaho. She has been a long-time friend of the show, and we had followed her career since short after her graduation from Las Vegas University and her amazing time performing with Opera San Jose. After her residence with the Opera San Jose program, she was selected to be part of the opera program with the Marina Arroyo Foundation in New York. Now, she has been traveling all around the country, singing in many opera theaters some of the most famous roles for sopranos. She has been widely reviewed as one of the great young talent out there. Her career is definitely in the rise, and we hope you enjoy our interview with her today. Remember that this and all our shows are available at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. today in Atenea Americana and uh, we are having back our very own friend Cecilia Violeta Lopez. She is an amazing opera singer. She's been with us uh, before and she is having an incredible career and is really getting into the best reviews in the best uh, opera magazines and we're so glad to have her back here today. Uh, we can catch up a little bit and uh, about that. So Cecilia, <laughs> Thank you for coming. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I cannot complain. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you, you are talking today from New York. Yes, I am in yes. New York. It's dark and rainy outside. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're a few hours ahead. And mm -hmm. we are talking here again from Stanford. Uh, you have been uh, very busy going everywhere and you got uh, in a very important list that says that you are one of the 20 more um, important emerging young opera singers in the world yeah. right now. Yeah, it was... Uh, well, when I got the email, I, ki I thought it was not real at first. So then I sent the email to my agent asking them if it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was very real. And uh, Opera News put out the article in, um, I think it was the October issue of this year. No. Yes, it was. It's October. Mm -hmm. And it named me as one of the 25 rising 
opera stars of this generation and it's wow. quite an honor and I'm super <laughs> excited. <laughs> yes, and since we talked with you, you were still here in San Jose finishing mm -hmm. your residence there. You went to work with Martina Arroyo in New York. Yes, How was I did. That? Oh gosh, she, Martina Arroyo is the most giving person that I know. She's She teaches um, some of the classes Um, at the at the program, so I I was there. I was doing the role of Yoletta in La Traviata, mm -hmm. and I it, it was just really intense and very special, actually. Not just to me, I think to everyone at the program to have someone like Miss Arroyo basically rearing us um, mm -hmm. as performers and to help us, I guess, become the characters. Um, because that's what the, the classes that she taught was the role class. Oh, mm -hmm. my gosh. Do not go into a class like where she's teaching. Do not go unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know all the background of the person you are going to be acting. Everything. Everything. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And uh, then you, you've been traveling all around United States, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, after the Martina Royal program, I got hired at... Um, opera Idaho to do to sing Gilda in Rigoletto mm -hmm. um, alongside uh, Mark Rucker who mm -hmm. is also a big big name baritone who is very good at singing mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's also kind of the father figure of um, in the opera world for me because he's also um, part of the Martino Royal program and so it, it was very Again, something special for me to share the stage with this huge opera legend. Mm -hmm. And here's me, little Cecilia from Idaho. And, <laughs> and yeah, just and after that, I did another Traviata in Virginia. And I've just been going. And then I got added to the Metropolitan Opera roster. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so you, when you were in Idaho, did your family went? Or it was a different city and different place? No, it was at a different city, but they I made them go. <laughs> it, they were about two hour, two and a half hours away from um, Boise, and but they went and they okay. saw it was a different show, and oh, and they, it was they, nice to have them. Yeah. So how how did they feel after all these years? Because they have seen you a few times in San Jose, sometimes in uh, Las Vegas, but they don't see you every day singing. I, you know, I I think. I don't think they really believe it there. I think I think they still have to pinch themselves to understand or I or I uh -huh. guess to come to accept what their daughter does because again, <laughs> I grew up singing mariachi and opera is just this completely <laughs> different thing. <laughs> I bet. I bet so they're still grasping to the idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Great. And then uh, you were in the rooster with the Metropolitan Opera. So what does it mean is that you're going to be singing there? Oh, uh, well, I don't, hopefully, hopefully mm -hmm. I'll do some more work there. But um, I got added to like the gigantic roster of artists that sings at the Metropolitan Opera. But I, I was like a little kid at the candy store. I was sitting and I was covering, <laughs> I was covering, but I still had to go to rehearsals. But so then the people that were actually singing, mm -hmm. there are people that I have recordings of on my iPod, you know, mm -hmm. so it was really kind of surreal to be in the same room as these very famous people. <laughs> wow. 
Well, so how, how is the life of an opera singer now for you? You, When you get hired for something, how, how many weeks do you need to move to a different town to rehearse before the the opera is actually on? It, it depends usually. Um, let's see. The, the contract that I had at Virginia Opera, I was there uh, starting, let me think, February 15th. And our last show was April 12th. So I was in Virginia for a long time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the my contract at the Met was five weeks long. And and then, for example, I have a contract coming up, another Traviata in mm -hmm. Charlottesville, Virginia, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be maybe a week, a week long. Mm. So very and fast. So, Yeah, it just depends on the company and the production and how much time they want to spend in in it. Um, usually, I'm, I don't know. I I think again, it just depends on the ideas of the director and mm -hmm. the company itself. Mm -hmm. But we as artists, we just show up prepared and do what we're asked <laughs> and make art and <laughs> we yeah. make it come together <laughs> because I suppose most of it you already know well of, of course it's a classic like La Traviata eh, mm -hmm. or Don Giovanni you already know all the material and if they don't have any special twist to it you just show up and sing it two weeks after that but if they want to do a different kind of production with different things then you need to practice for a long time isn't it yeah yeah definitely it just again it just depends on the on the creative teams and their ideas. Like you said, sometimes it just, they do do like Don Giovanni. What if they do that mm -hmm. opera, but they have it a completely new production or costumes or just a, a modern twist to it, you know, it just mm -hmm. depends definitely, but we love it. So we like love say it was in San it. Jose that they put the sea with the sea with on the, were the witches and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hansel and Gretel. That was fun. The yeah. witches. Yep. <laughs> And remember that this is Atenea Americana and that we're talking today with a soprano, Cecilia Violeta Lopez. And here a little bit of a taste of her singing, in this case in La Traviata. daughter goes sometimes to your acts and uh, your presentation how how does he feel maybe a little bit surreal for her oh yeah I think well she grew up mm -hmm. uh, watching mom watching me go to class to like to all my classes at UNLV mm -hmm. and to all of my choir performances so she kind of got an idea of what the life was going to be like but now that she's able to travel with me when she can anyway when she's not in school Um, she gets to meet new people and meet new colleagues and everyone knows her everywhere I go. Instead of like asking how I'm doing, they always ask about Sarita. Always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always ask about my daughter. <laughs> and it's, nice. and it's really sweet to know that, 
you know, we have friends, not just like our close friends, but friends that we make from in working in other places. And it's, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. And, and it's very interesting because this is a career when you go and get hired all around, uh, well, in this case, United States. And, uh, but uh, so whoever they hire to be, uh, you know, the other sopranos or the other people who's going to sing or the musicians, everybody is different, but somehow you cannot know each other because it's like a circle. Yes, yes, it is definitely a, a very tight, closely knit circle of friends and colleagues, and we all run into each other, whether it's at an audition or an actual production, we always bump into each other and <laughs> We're, you know, we all work very collaboratively and it's, it's always fun. <laughs> you also seen a lot of your classmates from the university in that circuit or some of them decided to go in a different direction? Some of them decided to go in a, in a different direction. Um, I actually, it's weird. <laughs> I got hired right after graduating um, from the university by Opera San Jose And a lot of my friends went on and continued to get their master's degrees at different universities. So some of them went on and pursued their master's, and I went and worked for Opera San Jose. But we all still love the same art form. So it's just it's nice to, mm -hmm. to I guess, have that a, a different connection that way with the friends that I went to school with and to see that we're all still striving and working as much as we can to perfect our instruments, really. So growing up, you always uh, loved music and loved singing and obviously had a special talent for him. You realized that very early. But you didn't really thought about this until you were in college about life in opera or even think didn't even question how it's going to be because it just didn't <laughs> occur to you how how do you see your young self how how do you what will she think about your life right now the, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that, you know that is a good question but like you said I never ever, 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 ever imagine myself singing opera as an adult. Cause I wanted to be a superstar, obviously, like every other little girl does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would grab the brush and pretend to be singing. And But yeah, never. I never thought that a musical career would have taken me on the opera trajectory. And it's, it's fascinating. I, I learned so much with every opera that I do or that I learn every new role that I do it's very eye-opening because it's just such a rich um art form it's just so full of history and it's really for me anyway it's fascinating to to see how much history is just laid down it's so so accessible to us too still in this day and so but yeah never as a little child <laughs> mind is blown I would never have thought <laughs> to be pursuing an opera career as an adult you have been uh, a geisha um, uh, a Gretel you have been a little girl in uh, some uh, forest in Germany you have been a fighter uh, in uh, Spain uh, you have been a lot of different very nice heroic characters here and there. Uh, among all those uh, different times and parts of history that you have represented, is there a favorite one that you, you, you have learned a lot and you will really wish to, to be more involved with? 
Oh, my gosh. I think Butterfly, Chacho-san from, from, Madame, from Madama Butterfly, only because I had, it's just really hard for me to ignore my mommy feelings. I, I love my daughter very much. And and just the, the whole way that I can connect to that story of, like, my family and I, that we, we left our families in Mexico to pursue a better life here in America and, and butterfly story, you know, with sac- or sacrificing loved ones and having r- raise your child by yourself while your husband or whoever is out at a different country and, you know, just hanging on to that, mm-hmm. to that love and that idea of, of being a family still. And, it's just something that's really that I can relate to, and so I think definitely that character. Hopefully, I'll be able to sing it again. But it's uh, there's just so much real emotion and just everything. Just everything is very real about her, and that's why I like her. <laughs> I like <laughs> but butterfly, and I can relate to her the most. And don't get me started about my mommy <laughs> feelings. That's <laughs> how about your family, other than your parents? How do they react to this uh, opera life? Are they amazed uh, about the glamour? They have no idea. They more interested. They they're very supportive. My my sister and my two brothers. They. No, well, obviously, like like me, I they don't know anything about opera either, like how I started. But now that I'm doing it for for a living, it, it's really it's really moving to see how supportive they are still, even though mm-hmm. I decided to go this route. And they they like to learn, and whenever they see ads of me pop up somewhere, they'll oh. take a picture of it and send it to me, like "Mira, Cecilia, aquí oh, estás." So, <laughs> so it's it's really it's really fun to be able to share that with with my siblings. And my little sister and I like to sing and. And it's just, again, it's just something fun to that we can all, we're all very, very different, the four of us, but it's, it's definitely, I think music is what ties us all together. That's the one thing that we all have in common. We all love music. <laughs> this is Atenea Americana, and I am your host, Isabel Jubes. You may find this and all my shows at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. This is a bilingual cultural show bringing you a window to the Latin and Hispanic universe every week for two hours, one in English and one in Spanish from Stanford to the world. You can also be part of this, leaving me your comments, sharing your thoughts, and even more at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. I invite you to be part of this. And remember that today we're talking with soprano Cecilia Violeta Lopez. How the Martina Foundation it shaped your career after that? Well, so far, it just have been a year and a half or so after that. Oh, well, it's just that Traviata that I did. I, I did not think I would get... I did not think I was going to be considered for the role because I was working at Opera San Jose and they were listening to live auditions. And I took a chance and I told them, I sent the email saying, okay, here are my materials. Here's my recordings. Here are, here's my resume. 
I'd like to be considered for the role. If not, I understand. So that was one, the first step. And I was like, ah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> but then when I got the phone call from Mr. Mark Rucker saying, well, can you be here June 2nd? You know, things just started happening. Like, okay, I got to learn Violetta now. And But I think to, in short to answer or to sum things up to answer your question, it's, I think the role of Violetta itself is another it's another role is of a of a woman of a heroine that's a lot of not just women but everyone can relate to with the fact that she's also sacrificing her real happiness for the benefit of other people and even though she's ill and you know it's just a whole unrequited love story and everything about it but the program itself i think helped me by one giving me the opportunity to sing such a beautiful role and singing it here in New York in New York City, and being exposed to not just Martina, but other artists in, living in the city, and then reviewers, and I think it was a, a huge, a very huge leap, or big, big <laughs> um, stepping stone for for my career. And I'm will always be very grateful, and I'm indebted to them. It's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, and uh, I'm I'm so happy that the art of opera is still alive and still going on everywhere. There are still a lot of companies just all around the country, not just, you, you don't have to actually move to Europe or some other place that we can think like, oh, of course, they have opera, but no, exactly. yeah, we do have everywhere. Yep, everywhere, and, and, and I, I hope people slowly but surely start to realize that Opera is, is for everyone, and the audience is, it's, it's just an art form where, I guess what I'm trying to say is, no discrimina. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, it's not a discriminating um, art form. It's just every story is for everyone in some way or another, and I think everyone should go to the opera at least once in their life. <laughs> yeah. Or more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you do you practice your roles before you get them? Well, obviously you you have to go and audition, but you you already know most of the re- typical repertory, and you go and practice before you go to the audition and before you get the role. I wish. I wish I knew all of the roles that were out there for <laughs> the soprano voice. Um, no, actually, I, I prepare arias that are kind of mainstream that um, general directors of opera companies want to hear just to see what, um, for the directors anyway, to see what our, my voice can do. And it, it's basically what we do as artists is to choose the arias that highlight our voice better, you know, just mm-hmm. so that people can see what we sound like, what we, what, how agile our voices are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, exactly. And, um, and based from those couple minutes in that audition room, people will say, okay, <laughs> either okay. yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> yeah. It does impress me that it's a very difficult thing to go and prepare a whole opera. As as we went through the through the whole process with you last time, we went to the Opera San Jose, mm-hmm. and just uh, in four weeks, or if somebody just hire you for a week and a half, you you need to 
not just learn it, well, obviously you need to learn it, but also to learn it together with other people and, uh -huh. and pace it and dress and everything needs to be your size and the light everything. needs to come in the right way. And <laughs> the, this, you need to know the, where you're going to be stepping on, uh, all your environment and all that in just two weeks. Everything. I think that's what... Mm, a lot of people don't realize, like people sitting in the audience, they see this huge, beautiful spectacle of art form and singing and the orchestra, but all the detail, the work that goes into that detail of like, be at this corner and at this point of the music or do this gesture or, you know, little things. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really intense. And sometimes it can be a little overwhelming for us as the performers, but I think maybe from an audience standpoint, I'm like, oh, that looks very natural or beautiful, you know, whatever, however it comes off, it <laughs> comes yeah. across. But there's definitely a lot of work that goes in beforehand for yeah, all of that. going around the story because maybe you see, I don't know, for any particular one, 10 people singing important roles, but then there are a lot of people singing maybe background and then all the people who did all the art, the scenography, uh, dressing, uh, Hundreds of people every hundreds, time you stand yeah. up there and sing something. Hundreds of people behind that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very collaborative effort by not just the artists singing, but everyone, a whole bunch of people behind the scenes that make everything happen. <laughs> yeah, and some people sitting down and thinking, what is the twist I want to give to this story? <laughs> the <laughs> well, background. Some, some of my uncles, um, they would listen to recordings. My mom made a CD of of me singing like at my senior recital and then she went to Mexico and sent or had my my close family members, like my aunts and uncles, listen. One of my uncles goes, oh, it's just singing. I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> In español, yo también puedo hacer eso. Yeah, I do it when I go to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but if only he knew. Oh, man. Yeah, all the stacks of paper that you need to read uh, from that music sheets that you need to read and coordinate with everybody else singing and playing and... Yep, everything. Wow. Well, <laughs> keep going and have a lot of fun. That's one of the most important things. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, we wish you the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And sure. anytime you want to chat, let me know. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course, and you're always welcome to, to share your, your stories. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> and this was Atenea Americana. Atenea, Atenea Americana. Americana. Stanford, 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. This is Radio Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para Radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Vuelve pronto. Atenea, Atenea Americana. Americana from Stanford to the world. Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later.